0: Light work, creative, or deep work? What do you guys think would sound the best? Deep work? Let's do deep work. Why don't I just send you a file? <laughs> yeah. That would probably be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I don't know if that was something that you could do or not. So... <laughs> Thank you for joining the IPG Media Lab up here on floor nine. Uh, I am your host, Scott Alchison. My co hosts are here, Christina and Adam. How are you today? Are you stressed at all? Uh, No, it's a Friday. It's a Friday? Oh, it's good. Ready
1: to talk about anxiety. There we go. (laughs) All right,
0: somebody picked up on my uh, my leading question there. And also joining us for today's conversation is Dan Clark, the CEO and founder of Brain FM. For those that don't know, Brain.FM is an AI generated, science backed music to help you focus, relax, and sleep within minutes. Their mission is to combine music and auditory neuroscience to enable any mental state on demand. Headphone emoji, science emoji equals flame emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Dan, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks. Glad to be here.
0: Glad to have you. Um, so, before we dive in today's episode, uh, how about you just give us a little background on what Brain FM is and what it, what have you been working on?
2: Yeah, so lots. Um, so, Brain FM, we make functional music designed to help you focus, relax, and sleep better. Basically, we make music um, with neuroscience. So, traditionally. People take music that sounds like focus or sounds like sleep, and then they make curated playlists. And what we're actually doing is looking at how your brain responds to music and what activities you are in. So say you want to have deep focus, we know what your brain looks like. So then we actually make music first to functionally create that and uh, and then make it sound good and make a platform for you to do that.
0: Oh wow. Okay. That's super interesting. So like you have like brain scans of people to actually be like, hey, this is what your brain looks like when it's in like a deep focus flow yeah, state. Yeah,
2: definitely. So um oh. and, and that's not just us that's, you know, been out there for a long time with like EEGs and fMRIs. And what we're doing is we're actually discovering what certain acoustic qualities um, and patterns that we can put in that help you get there faster, but then also stay there. And that's kind of the differentiation and what all of our patents and our subscription service is about.
1: So you're making the music yourself.
2: Uh, So I'm not. but (laughs) Your team. Yes. So so we have uh, uh, um, full-time composers that are on staff, and they actually work with an AI to basically do all the things, like all the math, to make it work. And then the human composers are responsible for making it sound good, so you can't really tell the difference.
1: Hmm. Have you had artists want to work with you guys on the platform.
2: We've had we've been approached by a few different people. Yeah. The the challenge really is cool. that we can't just take music and put it through the AI because it actually mm. has to be built from the ground up together. Mm. So it's I like to think of it as a skyscraper. So if you are building a skyscraper and you want certain kind of crazy designs like open roofs and things like that, that has to be part of of the structure, and you have to design that beginning, you know, and then build something around that. And that's what we're doing with music. We
0: are super excited to have you here to really dive into our topic today, which is yeah. going to be about our outlook trend, the age of anxiety, uh, and kind of seeing how your solution plays into that. Before we go into today's topic, I want to talk to everybody this week about what they were uh, slacking off with during the work week. So Christina, why don't you go first? What did you find this week that was uh, pretty entertaining?
1: So I saw a story Um, yesterday that was about the Korean band BTS. Oh. They previewed their new upcoming single exclusively on TikTok.
0: Really? Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. They released a 30-second clip of their new single called On. Um, And why it's cool also is because the Korean music system isn't quite the same as the US where... In the US, if you're releasing an album, you lease, you release a single or two as like to build momentum before mm. the album release. In Korea, you don't do that. Um, so it was cool from that standpoint, but it was also, I think, speaks to what we talk about with metaverses, where you know, we always talk about the example within Fortnite where Marshmallow hosted a concert yep. and ten million people showed up yep. in air quotes. I think we're seeing TikTok now emerge as like a social, obviously as a social space, but as a place (laughs) of entertainment also, and a place of socialization and interaction with brands and with artists. And I think um, that was really cool to me.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic, Adam. What what, what
3: about yourself? You know, I the thing that I was thinking about a lot this week was HQ Trivia shutting down. Um, There was some that
0: was mine. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's (laughs) all right.
3: (laughs) Go go ahead, Uh, take away. There's. we have talked about HQ trivia a lot uh, at the lab and this idea of, of um, live. Online television and competition and uh, you know game show um, and I think that you know HQ obviously as a company had a lot of problems. Uh, there's a long history of the the company being a little uh, dysfunctional. I think they got too big too fast and weren't really sure how to how to manage that. But I still think the idea, the core idea of a live online game show, is a good one. And we've yep. seen people try this in the past. It's we've gone through a couple of different generations. Microsoft tried it back in the day also. Um, and I just you know I, it's it's a, it's a shame that that. HQ couldn't make it work. But um, I think, you know, I think all of us here at the lab still believe that that's a format that one yep. day will really find its its legs. Um, and, you know, maybe if it were part of a larger platform like Hulu or Netflix, uh, they might have, uh, you know, the backing to to make it work long term. I do know we have heard rumors that a lot of the major streamers are looking at game shows as a possibility because they're so cheap to produce. You know, people watch them. So it will be interesting to see if that comes back to life sometime in the next couple of years as we see more OTT platforms battling for attention.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And in a day and age where like we really don't have appointment viewed anymore, it kind of yep. seems like this could be potentially something that could build some structure in our lives, which I think will play into our larger conversation uh, later on. But if you haven't read the awesome TechCrunch article about the last episode <laughs> of HQ Trivia, it was hysterical. Uh, I'd recommend it. It pretty much was just them drinking and wishing that they weren't shutting down. It was truly <laughs> fantastic.
3: Apparently, it's on YouTube now. So yeah, it's you on can, YouTube. You yeah,
0: We'll yeah. have links to this. This will be like like the very first thing you can link to the to the show notes. So, um, Dan, how about your now, obviously, you're not in our Slack, but was there any um, news or things that you saw this week that was uh, super interesting to you?
2: Yeah, so um, I I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I w- this is actually our busiest season ever. For India, okay, Fem. so a lot of the stuff is is me um, kind of you know doing different plates and stuff. Um, I seem not to be able to escape politics and how it keeps coming up, but that's a whole different podcast. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: With that, let's just dive right into the, our outlook trend, the age of anxiety. Adam, how about you kind of give us a quick breakdown of this section? Yeah. So the,
3: the topic is really focused on all of the many ways that uh, technology and media are actually sort of coalescing uh, to create uh, a lot uh, more anxiety in our lives. Um, on one hand, you have uh, content and they ever increase number of must see TV shows that literally no one can keep up with. Um, that number keeps growing year after year. Um, as well as obviously having uh, Spotify or Apple music, you've got un- unending access to all kinds of music. There's tons of print articles, not, not print, but, um, you know, text, D- to text. Read. <laughs> yeah, digital text, uh, digital text. <laughs> to read. So the, the sort of tidal wave of content just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And now, you know, now we have uh tick that we have to keep up on if you want to know what's happening in popular culture. And so, you know, that creates a A level of anxiety of just like, am I? Spending my time well, my leisure time, uh, well with my entertainment, uh, and keeping on top of all that. On the other side of things, we also have this growing uh, surveillance economy uh, that's uh, arising. You know, all of our data is really being uh, leaked uh, and and accessible to a lot of companies um, over the course of the day. It, you know, it used to, it started with just online data, but increasingly, as our homes and our cities become more connected, it's also just you know our physical data and our biometric data and all of the, this uh, this data that is leaking and being exposed to um, companies, uh, you know, left, right, and center, um, that's creating a sort of low level anxiety as well. Um, and I think that uh, all those things combined, we, we're just really and. Entering a new age where consumers are looking for uh, for breaks in that anxiety, mm-hmm. for breaks from feeling like you have to keep up with all the content, from for breaks from uh, having their data exposed and feeling like you're living in public, even in your most sort of private moments. And uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunities for brands to lean into that as providing solutions to those problems. And certainly, you know, I think BrainFM is a great easy fix, like one you know one app fix for uh, consumers who are looking to sort of calm. Some of that anxiety and focus their minds so they can actually get stuff
0: done, right? Yeah. So Dan, I would I would love to hear your kind of thoughts and opinions on this trend as well, and kind of what you've been doing at Brain FM. You know, it, does it tie into this? Like, was this like a, a spark that you saw to help you know influence your your development of this company?
2: Yeah. So Brain FM, you know, the the whole idea and the goal behind the company is being able to help people be the best version of themselves mm-hmm. and being able to um, really you know help them focus relax or sleep. So, you know, one of the the great parts about the technology is it kind of blocks out those distractions from entering your mind anyway. So, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, you working on I don't know, some going through emails or or getting this and you get a Facebook notification or all this stuff or you you feel like have you ever been working or you're out at a restaurant and you don't have actually anyone texting you, but you just keep checking your phone every five minutes. Oh, because constantly. it's like a habit now, yeah. right? So one of those is like, uh, you know, parts and we can dive into the science in a little bit. Part of the way it's working is is it's actually quelling that like internal thing of saying, hey, I got to do this other stuff because it's it's putting you in that zone. Right. Same thing for like relaxing, um, you know, sleeping, being able to to really slow your mind chatter. And I think that's really important. Uh, My personal story is before I came to the company, I used to be a developer, right? And I used to work from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., pretty much every night because I found that that's where I could get the most work done and it was partly because no one would talk to me right to interrupt <laughs> me but also because that's when I met ma- when I hit that zone where I could hit my flow state so it, it does go hand in hand for sure
0: that's funny I mean I was I, I've been reading the book um, Masters of Doom and John Carmack did the same thing he 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 fixed his sleep schedule to work from four o'clock to like four o'clock in the morning so it's like four o'clock at night to four o'clock in the morning for like that exact reason because so, like, so no, no nobody would talk to him mm-hmm. and he got more work done and he built Is awesome. that
1: the solution
0: it might be. Uh, <laughs> if we all just become, you know, like nocturnal creatures, that but might it, be the know, solution. If everybody becomes nocturnal, That's then we're all going to be talking to each <laughs> other. So. That's true. Hmm. Back to the drawing board on that one. <laughs>
3: what does that collaboration between the composers and the AI look like? Like, are they str- are they coming? The composers coming with an idea of what sort of sound they want to go for, mm-hmm. um, and then sort of using the AI to to guide them into the right directions, yep. or is it starting with the AI saying, "Okay, here's something that sort of sounds generally it is going to generally be relaxing or mm-hmm. focus uh, inducing," and then the the composers like layering on top of that. Like, how does that?
2: Work? Yeah, that's a great question. So, what we're actually, it's more of a composers with the neuroscientists that we have. So we have neuroscientists full-time on staff. And what we're doing is first saying, what activity is someone looking to do? And that's kind of really what we're trying to do. So you can think of it almost like as an enhancement for the activities you're already doing. Um, If you've ever run and there's a wind on your back and it makes it feel like it's easier. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly (laughs) kind of what we're doing. Um, And what's happening is we basically look first at Um, again, through neuroscience, what your brain should be like in those hyperstates or specific modalities. And then we're creating those specific modalities in the AI framework. So you have to have certain kinds of rhythms and patterns. And then basically the composer says, okay, now I have to stick to the structure, but I can make it really sound however I want to make it sound. So we have lo-fi music, we have classical music, we have all different types. And really you find out what's best for you and then they you know, they create music around those qualities.
1: And does a person say, I am feeling tired. I want to be energized. Or is there some kind of technology where you guys can tell what I am feeling?
2: So right now, not yet. Uh, So right now it's, it's an app that you go on the website or on, download on the phones and you say what are you doing so you click focus and then it'll give you a selection of what kind of focus do you need do you need deep work do you need light work are you doing ideation are you being creative and then we create music that's specifically made for that intention
0: so do you have anything for podcasting yet music that we can play (laughs) while we podcast and make ourselves and you know sound smarter
2: and be more focused so i mean i can maybe help push that way okay
1: (laughs) can i ask you a question on that do you guys show or demonstrate it all to people that the playlists are giving them their desired outcome?
2: So on the individual person right now, no. Mm. Um, the w- only way we can do that, which is plans in the future is actually hooking up wearables to the device. I keep
1: asking you for like crazy brain scans.
2: Yeah. So I, I, we have crazy brain scans. I don't have yours because you haven't given them to I'm me. I'm so happy
1: to do it. I'm uh-huh. fascinated by this stuff. If you need a test.
2: Yeah, so it's Access interesting. Um, yeah, we have, I mean, so one of the cool things is that we actually have a grant from the government to validate if we can be an alternative treatment to ADHD. And we've wow. done wow. different kinds. So we're just working on papers right now. Uh, we can actually show that Um, By listening to the music, it actually redirects blood flow in your brain. And the way I equate that is if you shine a light into your eye, what's going to happen is your pupil will contract, right? It's a physiological response to stimulus. And our music is actually doing the same exact thing. So uh, playing music in acoustic patterns and certain kinds of things and through modulations, it's actually having a, a, a physiological effect on your body, which is one of the reasons why it's actually working. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: That is so cool. I feel like this is this is kind of like a trend on top of this is like alternative ways to um, treat different sort, sort of like um, I don't know
1: Ever, less, a lot of mm. things. I mean,
0: everything, you have like you know, like ADHD to like I don't know, like the common cold. Like I feel like like people are looking for alternative ways not not taking you know, like a pharmaceutical product and yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Well, to relate, I mean, to what you know, we we're starting with is. I think technology is becoming so ubiquitous around us, right? And and our solution is saying that you can actually use technology for good, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. I guess
0: you know. Like, I think like one part we talked about this was like you know all the content that's out there that's causing anxiety. You know, I think there's an, there's definitely an increase in work. Like people are definitely working more. Um, they're kind of chasing after like that startup lifestyle, like the big cash payment. Yeah, it's like cool to
1: be busy. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's cool to be busy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously now like there's a twenty four hour news cycle. But like, is there anything else that we think as is really like contributing to this? Like you know how like how are you know like our voice assistants or this idea of surveillance coming in to like you know help contribute to the, like like the state of you you know potential fear that's coming because a lot of the 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 ambient computing stuff isn't really even here yet. It's still kind of in like it's like infancy, but like it's the idea of talking about it. People are stressing. Completely. I mean, it, I think it is here. Actually, like it doesn't even have to be you and things that you are
3: doing. When we're at this point where uh, Ring is sharing doorbell footage with local police departments uh, and sort of collecting that from around neighborhoods, you don't even necessarily have to be the one opting into that, right? You could just live or be walking down a street in a neighborhood that is outfitted with Ring doorbells, and you're on camera, and you're that—that's being saved to a local mm-hmm. police department. Um, so I do think that that uh, you know we're not at the place where. Uh, where the surveillance is sort of pervasive and everywhere all the time yet. Um, but I think it's a lot more places than people think it is. Um, and I think it, it is more, you know, Ring was acquired by Amazon partially because they had an enormous install base in the U.S. Um, and Amazon really bought the, bought them for that install base because, you know, if you upgrade your doorbell once, you're probably not going to do it again anytime soon. Um, but uh, so, you know, and that that's just one example. Obviously, our smartphones, uh, you know, have various amounts of sort of data leakage and location. Uh, location tracking that's being shared with various services and various platforms. Uh, there's, I, I do think that it's, it's, I think, I think it's present and I think that people are, are, and I think it's been present for a while, but I think people are becoming more aware of it recently. I think mm-hmm. that's really the the shift that's happening. It's just a greater awareness as we're uh, in a post Cambridge Analytica world. world. Yeah.
1: I feel like that also to build on that, like the fact that we have so many advanced sensors that we can measure, our heart rate and we can measure how our baby is breathing and we can measure our own sleep cycle. I think that too the ability to quantify everything around us in the absence of us knowing what to do about it or what is actually life or death or what is a trend or whatever Mm -hmm. that is, just being able to see how different things affect us and having that data constantly available, I think is another addition to probably that anxiety and i think maybe it's just because like it's early days <laughs> Ta- meanwhile i'm talking about like brain scanning <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but i well, do think the ability to like see your heart rate all the time is yes, a good thing, but, um, can also, I bet be like contribute. Yeah. It's like
0: one more notification on it's like, Oh, you have, you know, 10,000 unread emails. Now here's 10,001, but it's your heart rate. Well, and I (laughs) I remember
1: like my family has a history of breast cancer and I was talking to my family about it and they were saying, do you really want to know? And I was kind of like, yeah, I want to know, but mm-hmm. I could see the argument for not wanting to know that information. Yeah.
2: Have you ever seen the twenty three andMe? When you do that, then they, you basically have to sign extra things saying, "Hey, like, you mm-hmm. sure you want to know this?" Right? Because <laughs> yeah. then it could yeah. be something that right. you 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 change your behavior, and it actually makes totally. it more self fulfilled.
1: Totally. But I get. I think it relates back to what we were saying, right? Technology is not inherently good nor bad, right? And it's just what we do with that. Well, and
3: and, you know, one thing that would be super interesting, I think is looking at brain FM as a way to say, Oh, we see that your heart rate is elevated, but you're not exercising. Maybe you should listen to this like calming track right now.
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean, so when we actually start integrating wearables, um, which isn't that far off, um, we, the idea is, is actually knowing um, the starting point Mm -hmm. and knowing where the finish point. So right now we know your finish point. You're doing, Deep work focus, right? But we don't know. Are you coming into this sleepy? Are you coming into this, mm. uh, uh, okay. you know, frustrated? Did someone cut you off in traffic, and now you have to sit down and like do a report? You know, um, so I think that's important. And then actually uh, saying that this is an attempt at helping you get to there faster. How do we do? And right. actually getting that feedback. So the second time you do it is better, and then better. Right. And and you know, I think it it just comes down to like w- one of the things that we're very aware of is that. You know, people have to opt into these things because mm-hmm. it's something that is sensitive. But So I think that we have to have such a compelling argument that if you opt in, you get so much advantages by doing so. And that's, you know, again, we don't have this right now, but we're starting to think and, and think about how this is going to evolve our products.
0: One of the things I want to ask you about was, and I'm, we kind of briefly touched on it, but on your website, and we've talked about this idea of like neural phase locking. Yep. So what, what exactly is neural phase locking sure so fancy so
2: let me let me start first off is um you know people may have uh, been familiar with like binaural beats or isochronic tones um that's actually not what we're doing so we're doing a brand new technology but with the same kind of promise so binaural beats was if you listen to one frequency in one ear and one in another then it'll help you do delta waves and all these other kinds of things The guy who invented it actually ended up disproving it later, and there's been tons of science to show that it's not. It's more like pop science, right? Mm. Okay. So when we're when we've been doing things, we're looking for how can we have control groups, how can we have all these other kinds of stuff to to show that it's always working in this physiological um, approach. So going into that, neural phase locking is a new idea on how to do it, and what we're doing is we're actually modulating certain kinds of uh, frequencies that are going in, and that through that modulation, we're actually aligning the neurons to fire sequentially which is basically like aligning all of your functional networks in your brain to fire on the same phase which is that phase locking effect that we're having okay
0: does that make sense it does make sense <laughs> it does it's make lot, sense yeah. yeah the i can kind of picture it you know in my brain pun intended so
2: so I, let's 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 break it down and make it super easy think about your brain as a christmas tree Oh, okay. I like and, this analogy. Keep and going. And the Christmas trees are blinking on and off and all different times, right? Yep. When you're listening to the music, what we're doing is we're actually making those lights all blink at the same time.
0: Okay. Is, that, is yeah, that easier? Yeah, that yes. makes yeah way easier. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I live in a
0: constant state of the holiday season. So for me, that's a perfect analogy. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are people using it? We have been talking about it's like focus and flow, like relax. Like like. do you see the the consumer shift more towards like relaxing on the weekends and during mm-hmm. like the work week, it's focused. Like where do you kind of see like the most traction today for you, from your consumers?
2: Yeah, great question. So um, it's funny because at 9 a.m. on Monday mornings, based on your time zone, our usage spikes. Um, you know, like 80% of people that are, are normally using Focus, they, they fly up and then mm-hmm. it kind of decreases throughout the day. And then Tuesday it spikes again, but a little bit less than Mondays. It actually follows the same kind of patterns of, of weeks. So Friday for Focus is um, our least popular day because mm. everyone's like, hey, I want the weekend. I would know? think
1: <laughs> you would need it more on Friday. <laughs>
2: yeah. but, well, you know what? It's actually, I, I, for the focus specifically, it's kind of like coffee, I think. Mm. Um, it maybe d- breaks down on the Friday um, metaphor, but some people drink coffee in the morning and then they go on their, their, their day. There's some people that only drink it you know, sometimes when they need it. And then there's people that drink three gallons a day. Um, <laughs> and we have the same exact usage on the mm. platform for focus. Um, But sleep and relax are actually more uh, habitual. So people that use this for sleep, they usually either use this only when they're traveling um, because it's a different environment and they can't sleep or they're on a plane. Or they use us every single night and they hook us up to a Bluetooth speaker or, you know, headphones and and play us.
0: When I I think about sleep, I was like, I just want to read a textbook. Like textbooks put me to sleep almost immediately. Uh (laughs) Like I'm like very analog about that. It's like it's something that's kind of, sorry, popped into my mind. Like a history book? Oh, yeah. Like a history book. You you give me a stat book, you know, like page two,
2: I'm asleep Mm -hmm. almost immediately. Hmm. So do you want me to like tell you why? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, that, honestly, that right, that would yeah. be ideal. Yeah. yeah. Please do. So, so again, I, I want to first say that I am not the the scientist, the neuroscientist, right? So, um, but w- there's some interesting things that we're starting to discover, but it also kind of makes sense. So, one of the biggest things that stop people from falling asleep is actually just mind chatter. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's when you're laying in bed and you're like, (gasps) you know, and you're, you keep thinking back and forth and forth and all these other places. Right. What happens is your brain communicates to itself. It's, It's like oscillations. It's, it's how fast it's thinking. Right. And when you're thinking really, really fast that your, your, your brain is in this almost like protectionary mode, right? Like what are all the things that I need to remember and think about? And like, you know, all these processes that I have to remember for tomorrow. Um, and that causes us anxiety that causes us not being able to fall asleep. And it's being able to just slow your brain down and just focus on one thing. So, you know, maybe reading a book. The way ours is actually working is it and, – and if you listen to music, you can have – it's these long, slow patterns. And it's really trying to slow your brain down to get to a place where you're not thinking and moving and thinking all this fast. And actually, there are some kinds of rhythms in the music which are distracting your brain just enough – so that you're thinking about that or you're focusing on that subconsciously. Oh, so you're not actually, you know, thinking about all the other things, yeah. you know, all the to do list, or like recording a podcast exactly. the next day or yeah. whatever it might be. You know, it's so <laughs> funny
1: too. I feel like when I wake up in the middle of the night, there is one thing that gets me back to sleep and it's turning on the TV mm-hmm. instantaneously, which is pretty crazy that
0: wakes me up like you wouldn't believe yeah like I guess I,
1: everyone has their own yeah, yeah. yeah
0: like my I know like my roommate here in college he was like he, I was gonna say your girlfriend yeah my girlfriend <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or my parents when they were my roommates <laughs> yeah. no I mean because like he had like he could only fall asleep with the TV on and I was like I'd sit there I was like I came from a place where I it was dead quiet nothing and dark he was like let's watch the prices right again rerun till 4 a.m and I was like <laughs> how do you sleep? And he's out in 15 minutes, but he's a sleep timer for two hours. It's like,
1: mm.
0: what are you doing?
1: So I read something recently that the human attention span has decreased from, I think over 10 seconds to eight seconds in the last 10 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's decreasing at a rate of 60% year over year. you is that consistent with what you're seeing that attention spans are, shrinking and you are trying to elongate them?
2: Um, so that's actually not really the studies that we're, we're Mm. looking for or conducting. Really, I think what's happening is, is we're, we're doing it from a different effect or a different kind of thing. Right. Mm. So we're saying that, because I think attention spans, you know, if you look at data, you know, more people are being prescribed Adderall, Ritalin and all these other kinds of drugs and medications. And I think it's, you know, if you look around at the environment and technology and all these things that are so fast, you know, um, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. What we're really trying to do is, is actually, um, you know, make it so that people have intention and then also have supporting, you know, technology to, um, you know, maybe elongate it. Um, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Um, so just, uh, I guess as a quick, Side note, um, I'm actually not the founder of the company. Um, I, I'm CEO, um, oh. but I was a user first. So I was one of the first users when a oh. brand new launched. And I remember using it for my first time. And I was like, holy crap, Like this is amazing. I used it for an hour the first time. I got like three hours worth of work done. And it felt like I, I was working for three hours. So I was like, oh, and I took my headphones off. And I looked at the time and I go, I'm done for the day, you know, like this is crazy, <laughs> you know, and then from there, I, I, I started trying to break it. I didn't, you know, I looked at the science and then uh, I ended up working for free because I was just so excited. And, you know, fast forward down, I became CEO and kind of moving down. So <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, it's a funny story in its own right. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it comes down to, I think, giving someone um, that tool just to, you know, go to the next level.
0: It's fascinating you know, what you can do with free work, where it gets you in life. The um, CEO of a company. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I feel like the app incepted you. Yeah, yeah. yeah
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe.
0: <laughs> it I definitely could have. So just to bring it back to brands and kind of like marketing for you know, a quick question, you know, why is this important for our brands to think about and know about um, and kind of how the mental state of our, our, our consumers are changing?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just an opportunity for brands to offer something that consumers are looking for. We talk about wellness as a cross-category opportunity because even though it obviously fits in some categories like, uh, like food or travel or fitness, um, wellness is the kind of thing that I think uh, lots of brands can play in that space and especially mental wellness. Um, as you know, we've been saying, it, consumers are looking for things that are not uh, pharmaceuticals, that are not medical grade solutions to these problems. Um, and, uh, you know, brands stepping in to offer that uh, little respite or that little boost of focus is something that I think, you know, it might not seem endemic to a lot of brands, but I do think there are a lot of brands can offer that to their consumers as part of their sort of brand promise, um, and part of integrating into other parts of their lives.
1: And I think that when you say respite and relaxing, that doesn't necessarily mean, a meditation app. Right. It can mean Amazon giving you peace of mind that what you order will be there in two days. I think that's a form of reassurance and partnership that is, yeah. you know, relaxing. Over
3: communicate, set expectations, make sure the consumer knows, uh, you know, what they're going to get, when they're going to get it, and how it's going to work. Um, yeah, I think that's all part and parcel of it.
1: Right. And it could be curating playlists that are relaxing and it could be different services Mm -hmm. in stores but it could also be things that to adam's point like might feel oh i'm a non-endemic brand i can't play in that space but i think there are multiple dimensions of that and i think all good marketing and all good innovation starts with a customer problem and backing into how you can solve that and that means different things for different brands but do you think there's an opportunity
2: yeah i think there's um you know, when I look at brands and think about it, it's it's relationships, right? Because that's a relationship with a person, a relationship with a brand. And even though that some brands are playing different spaces, when you can represent uh, what you're doing by bringing people into better wellness or what's best for your consumers, um, you're you're actually making your brand relationship even stronger because you are the beacon on the hill. And it, it kind of can influence your brand on, on what other offers are you giving or doing or, you know, uh, partnering with.
0: That that was all very well said. And then you know and again, you know, I think just thinking about how as a brand you don't have to contribute to it, right? I think that kind of is kind of is yeah. one of the big First, ones. do no harm, right? First, do don't no harm, right? Yeah. Don't contribute to the anxiety. Don't contribute to uh, it. But once you're there,
3: you you know see where there are opportunities. Look for opportunities to help alleviate uh, anxiety that might be coming from outside of whatever your brand right. Right, is delivering.
0: Absolutely. Well, with that, we're gonna roll straight into the floor nine mailbag section. This is the section where we get a bunch of questions from our many different sources on the internet, mainly LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, but feel free to text. Email, TikTok, um <laughs> snail mail, uh literally anything. Just send us your questions. Only so, taking questions via TikToks. Yes. Ooh, that would actually be really fun. Only video be. only video TikToks. That would be very creative. <laughs> so first up is a question from Kenton on Twitter. Uh and Dan, this is for you. Uh, the question is how does brain FM create their soundscapes and what sound therapy techniques hold the most promise or proven most effective?
2: Ooh, that's a lot. Um, yeah, it's so, like three questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so we create our soundscapes. As I was saying before, we first actually start with the uh, end-all results and what we're looking for on a nar- neurological level um, for activity in the brain and and being able to uh, keep someone there. Uh, then what we do is we take, uh, through our Cernic uh, patents, as well as um, our, uh, I guess, trade secrets and things like that, um, building AIs to be able to be basically help us uh, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we start making music um, and actually uh, start doing video game testing to make sure that we can show that this is actually working. So we do we have people play video games and we can show that they're more accurate. Or they're uh, um, being able to play the game longer and things like that.
0: Any uh, video game in particular? Uh, Call of Duty, Fortnite, not the Legends. We're
2: actually looking for really boring video games. They're, they're called like Sart tasks and things like that. Um, and we use uh, uh, large mass people that are taking huge surveys to do that. Okay. Um, so basically, that's an effect to show that hey, this is actually working, and this is maybe making this better or less or whatever it may be um and there's you know different kinds of these basic games to do that um and then really uh you know the composers get to learn uh you know where things are working where they're not um and then start integrating that into um a publishable thing um and then we start releasing it and uh getting feedback and going from there, so it's a long process, okay um you know uh and it's probably more complex than how I'm making it believe. <laughs> right <delete>. um <laughs> but at the end of the day it's it's an intentional um uh uh effect to create an end result um and uh yeah that's that's how we're doing that <laughs> okay no, super cool, yeah, our next
0: question comes from our very own, Christina.
1: I'm curious, you guys are making all of this amazing music with so much insight behind it is there any aspiration to enter into the grammys or any other music based award shows or is this more let's keep it tied to neuroscience and for that purpose only
2: so i think the interesting thing is it could be both right mm-hmm. yeah. um we do it's it's funny so we have you know a very active twitter feed and um someone recently um was like this this specific song called butterfly wings uh, which is actually one of my personal favorites um they were like this this belongs in the grammy um gets award and they actually made an award in Mm. photoshop and uh photoshop brain fm on it so it's kind of funny right yeah Yeah, that's cool (laughs) um well
0: great uh that pretty much wraps up the Florida Nine mailbag questions this week uh so thank you listeners and thank you christina for your uh for your input well, that was just a lovely way to uh, end the podcast here. And I want to ask one last question uh, for you, Dan. Are there any brand opportunities? How are you looking to you know partner with brands um, in the market today?
2: Yeah, great question. So um, there's a lot of different things that we're pursuing right now. Um, some of it is with people that are already playing music, right? And, and they want to offer uh, maybe enhancements in that. There's other things I think that people, again, they're they're already looking for um, how to do this or experimenting on their own. There's really interesting things like sponsoring playlists or sponsoring certain mental states or something like that or certain mm-hmm. soundscapes maybe. Yeah. Um, and so we're starting to talk to brands about that. Um, there's also collaborations. So you know, I want to get on an airline this year. That's one of our goals. Um, All right. But what other brands deserve to be on that airline too and we can do this together. And right. um, I think there's a... A very interesting mission statement we can kind of align with and and there's definitely opportunities to partner
0: cool awesome well with that where can our listeners find you on online twitter facebook website yeah give us
2: give us the plug so you can go to brain.fm you can think of it and remember it like it's like an fm radio tuner for your brain right um, so, you can go on, you, you can sign up an account, or you can go right on the app stores and do Brain FM, download us. You get five free sessions free so you can uh, feel the effects and see it, and then you can subscribe from there. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, Dan, thank you so much for coming on Floor Nine and uh, talking with us about uh, the age of anxiety and everything that you're doing over at Brain FM. This was fantastic. Uh, so, thank you for uh, coming on. My pleasure. And listeners, let us know what's causing you anxiety. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and join the conversation so give us a tweet give us an email shoot us a text thank you and we'll talk soon